and that makes me happy. Right? Well, the uh, the word spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading again and again and again and more and more and more. Baruch Hashem, every Wednesday night over here, Derech Emet Torah Center, 2013 East 13th Street between T and U. Right? Nine o'clock, a crazy dinner like you see. You have the burgers, Chinese, everything we have over here, right? And, and of course, um, uh, followed by... Uh, tonight, Shiur is dedicated for a special, special, special night, special day, and that is Shavuot. And that is Shavuot. I like to start off, of course, like we always do, that every lesson, Baruch Hashem, we take it for a lifelong lesson. And that is this rabbi named Rabbi Yosef. And the saw his wife and his children for Shavuot for this special day. Make sure you get me the top, 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 top meat. It's a special meat. So good. Make sure you prepare the best meat. And today, I actually saw in one of the farim. Today. Make sure when you're eating on Shavuot, enjoy it. And I actually was seeing some people, they, they brought down when a person eats his food, his digestive system will, his digestive system will take an effect, a change, if his emotions in the food is different. For example, let's say a person is sad and depressed and down. And then he starts eating, I had a, imagine a guy says, I had a miserable day. And then he eats his uh, uh, dinner, or he eats his lunch, or his breakfast, I had a miserable morning, I had a miserable to eat. That could affect the way he digests his food. Yes. Fact. It could affect it. Therefore, a person, he writes, the person has to be very careful, he eats as well. What you eat, not just what you eat, it's how you eat what you eat. Like that one, David, no? Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Hey, only what you eat. Very good, David. It's not only what you eat. It's how you eat what you eat. And like David say, make sure you digest. Probably eat slowly. Your emotions should be where, oh, I'm eating and, and you're feeling happy. And I'm just feeling it. And it's brought down, especially on the day of Shavuot, when a person's eating his meal, he has to put in what he's eating. You know, I know people, when they eat, they, they, they feel the crunch of the food, which is great. They feel the crunch. You're eating a banana, he feels the mush going down his feet. Ah, you know, ah, that mush. He feels it in his mind. He's thinking, wow, Hashem, what what you make today? I opened up the banana myself. Feel the outside peel of the banana. I'm, do they do anything with the outside peel of the banana or no? So, do they make anything with it? It's a fantastic uh, uh, item. Try to feel it. You feel it. Like, feel it. Amazing. So you eat the banana, you feel You feel going down your system. You throw your... It's a different system. Bottom line is, be very, very happy, especially on Shabbat, as you eat it. Why? Because what do you think? Why? Because that was the day we became a nation through the Torah. That was the day that we became a nation. When did we become a nation? When we got the Torah. When we got to our completed being Hashem's children. Yeah, everybody's still with that, right? 
So now the question is, why did Rabbi Yosef want such special, special, special food on the day of Shavuot? Anybody can answer me? Please. To honor the Torah, correct? It's very simple. But, but, I'd like to present to you with a question and an answer. He, he says himself, he says, you know why you're making such a meal on Shavuot? Because if it wasn't for this day, how many Yosefs would be in the street? A million Joes. There's a million Jacks. There's a million uh, Rachels. There's a million uh, Debras. There's a mil- there's millions of people, right? There's a, t- a lot of Teddies out there, a lot of Alberts out there. A lot of Mike, a lot of Mike. What, another Mike, what makes, what makes me different than anybody else? Why are you more special than anybody else? You know what he's answering? He's answering because this day Shavuot, the Torah. The Torah made me a different, different being than everybody else. I'm different because I have the Torah. This is the day. But the question, what do you mean? And that's the happiest day? I have a question for you. Right? The question for you is, listen, it shouldn't be the day that he reads Torah. It should be the day that he learns the Torah. Just because you read the Torah doesn't mean you're so special. You have the Torah, but it's what you do with the Torah that's going to make you special. So why is he celebrating? Because of that, he should be celebrating every day. When he finished the whole Torah of Yosef, he should make a part. This is the happiest day in the world. You know why? Because this is the day I finished learning. I know it. I know it good. That's the day. Why are you making it Shavuot? Everybody hears the question? It should be the day that I finished learning the whole Torah. Wow. Imagine. Imagine I finished learning. Imagine I tell you, I'm, Rabbi, I'm inviting everybody to see what shot. I finished the whole Torah. The whole Shishat to finish up. Today, where I'll always have my anniversary, and I'll always celebrate that day of my anniversary, finishing the whole shot. That's what I would do. So why is Yosef doing it today, where we got the Torah? It was a birthday. It, was, it should be the day that he finished the Torah. He finished the Torah. Have Yosef. I understand. I understand. But Yosef is saying, the reason why I'm making a party is that that I'm making it such a special meal because there'll be a minute, if it wasn't going to say, there'll be a million Joe Schmoes. But being the fact that this is a special way, I should make it, the happiest day should be when I finish the Torah. Not when I start, when I get the Torah. You hear you, you know what I'm going to? After, after you hear the answer, well, it's fine. After you hear it, calm down. After you hear the answer, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay? You'll understand. Just stay with me. There's a story in Yerushalmi Tani. How big was the Luchot? How big was the Luchot? Anybody know? How big? How, how, how big was it? This big, that big, that big, how big? There you go, exactly. Six Pachim. Six Pachim, which is, six Pachim would be like this, right? Six Pachim. Every tip is like this. So imagine six of these. One, two, three, six. So it says in the Yerushalmi that Hashem is giving the Torah to Moshe. And as he's giving the Torah to Moshe, Moshe has two hands on a third of the Luchot. Hashem has 
the other third, and the middle nobody's grabbing. But there's a problem. Because B'nai Yisrael was doing the Chet Egil. The Chet Egil, everybody knows, the, the sin of the golden calf, the Avodah Zarah. Once Hashem saw that, he started pulling away from Moshe the Luchot. He starts pulling away from Moshe the Luchot. Hashem's pulling away, pulling away, pulling away, pulling away. What does Moshe do? Moshe pulled away so strong that he was able to get it. And Hashem says, wow, I'm proud of Moshe. But this is this needs big explanation. Hashem is pulling away the Torah from Moshe. And Moshe pulls stronger. And he wins in a sense where Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe, I'm proud of you. Like, what, what's going on over here? What is going What's the depth of the story? To answer this question, I'd like to go further on with another story that everybody knows. What's that story? Hashem is going from the nation to nation to nation to nation to nation to nation. You want the Torah? Stand it. Don't kill. Oh, sorry. Uh, we can't take that. I, I always kill. No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, next nation. What do you do? No, no, no. No. The whole business I'm feeling. You tell me don't feel. I, I, I can't. Are you kidding me? Nah. They finally they go to the Jewish people, and what do they say? Nah, seven is not. Whatever it says in it, we're gonna do. But you don't know what it says in it. I don't care what it. I don't care what it says in it. Whatever it says in it, we're gonna do. And guess what? There was a heavenly voice that came out after we said nah, seven is and said the following. Who revealed the secret? Who revealed the secret? Well, what's the secret? What's the secret? Who revealed the secret? This is a big thing. What was it? Even the angels of Shemayim, they're ready with Hashem. Everything that Hashem is going to say, they're gonna do. They, don't know what, they don't know what they're going to be told to do. But whatever they're going to be told to do, even the angels of there, they're going to do. Now, what is the secret that B'nai Yisrael has exactly. Let me explain. Through a story of you ever hear of Chaim Shmuel Levitt? You ever hear of Chaim Shmuel Levitt? Chaim Shmuel Levitt was a yeshiva near yeshiva. And he had an uncle when he was a bachar, yeshiva bachar, when he was a young boy. He had a bachar and he went to uh, Navardic once in a while the Rosh Hashim was his uncle of Avram Yafet. And one time, he traveled there. He asked the rabbi of Avram Yafet, tell me, who is the best guy in the whole place? Who is the best guy in the whole yeshiva? He says, you see that guy in the corner? He, he's the biggest lambin. He knows how to crack his head. You, you could tell him something. He can wheel and deal one point for a long, long time to figure out the whole piece to, to clarity. Oh, so he's the best guy? He says, no. Did you see that guy in the middle over there? He said, yeah, what about him? The guy doesn't stop learning. Wow. So he's the best guy? He said, no. So tell me, my dear uncle, who's the best guy? That guy right there. He says, what does he have that makes him the best guy? And he said one word. He is a 
What does it mean he is a Mavakish? Oh, what does that mean? He's always wants to continue growing. He's never satisfied with what he has. Now, you, you tell me, Rabbi, don't do say, you always have to be happy with what you have. In spirituality, we cannot stop at a certain point. We got to always keep on going more and more, weiter and weiter, weiter and weiter, go more and more and more and more and more and more. He said, you see, this guy could be, if he finished his point, that's it, he's happy. Wow, I, I finished it, great. I, I, I did this to yeah, I finished in the second. I'm very happy. Then you have another guy that wants to do more. I want 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 to do more. He says, this guy will always be the best. And guess what? You know who this person was? You know Chaim Kenyevsky? Chaim Kenyevsky's father. That was him. He was always wanted to grow. Let me go. Let me go. Let me grow. Let me grow. Let me grow. Some people, they come out of shoes. They oh great! I went to I went to watch you. Say, great! I'm I'm good I'm good for the week. I'm good for the month, Rabbi. Forget the week. I'm good for the month. I forget the month. I'm good for the year. You you have those type of people where they're satisfied. Rabbi, at least I'm doing something. At least I'm, you're right. You're right. You should be happy. However, besides just being happy, you gotta continue. How I'm going to continue? How are you going to continue? And you know how it starts? With one thing. That's a she'ifa. What's a she'ifa? And we said this once before. It's, 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 it's that you have a goal. Aspiration. Now, how do you have that aspiration? Sabotai, Moshe Rabbeinu is going up to get the Torah. As he's going up to get the Torah, the angels stop him. What's the ta'ana? So Chavad Yosef says, one of the things the angels said was, there's a halakha in the Torah. What's the halakha in the Torah? It says over there that there's something called bar metra. What's bar metra? What is bar metra? If a person owns a property, and right next door is his neighbor, and his neighbor is selling his house, what's the halakha? Who gets the first right to buy that property? The neighbor gets the first right. The owner of that house, he's selling it for $2 million, go to her and say, listen, I'm selling house for $2 million. You want it? Yes. Okay, here. But if he goes ahead and sells it to somebody else for $2 million, the neighbor can say, I have a claim. You, I can take it to 15. You never came to me to offer me the house first. You should have offered me. I would have bought it for that price. And guess what? Benzie will come in and get involved. Say, you know what? You're right. Switch it up. Be on that. Everybody hears that, Allah? Yeah. Everybody hears that, Allah? Okay, okay. Everybody hears that, Allah, though, right? You got it? So now, now, the angel said, where is the Torah? In Shalim, right? Yes or no? Who's closest to the Torah? The angels, yeah? So the angel says, Moshe, you don't deserve the Torah. We get it first. We get the first. Bit. Why? Because we're closer. We're closer. You can't go against the Torah. So you know what? Moshe, that man will answer back. Moshe answered back with another halakha. What happens, what happens if you sell your house to the neighbor? After you sold your house to the neighbor, your own son on one day comes home and uh, 
Your son tells you that. How you doing? So I'm doing great. Says what happened? I just sold the house. I sold it for two million dollars. To who? To the neighbor. Says, what do you mean, Daddy? I wanted to buy it. I wanted to buy it. Yeah, my eye was on the house the whole entire time. By the way, I was just waiting when you were to pick up, go move to Florida and stuff like that. I was going to buy that house. I would have bought of you. How'd you sell the neighbor? So now, does the son have right to the house? Before the neighbor, yes or no? So, yeah, but can you go to bed, Dean, to say a claim? Listen, yes. What do you say? What do you say? He says he's a closer neighbor. And therefore, being the fact that it's his own son that wanted to buy the house, guess what? The, reverse the sale, and, and, and the son gets priority. So, therefore, Moshe the angels, you're right, you're closer to the Torah. But what does the Torah say? The Jewish people are Hashem's children. So if they're Hashem's children, who takes precedence? Children. Even though you're a close neighbor. You understand how it went? You understand the Cheshbon? Aye. But what? Now, the question is, how do you become a good son? If we're sons of Hashem, how do we become a good son? You know, the answer is very simple. Very simple. I'll tell you like this. Imagine you had a friend, right? How do you know if you have a good friend or not a good friend? How do you know if your friend is awesome? Imagine one day you have a problem. Yeah? And you call up your friend. And you say, buddy, how you doing? He says, bro, I have... A crazy problem. So you have two friends. One friend, you call them up. Oh, really? Yeah, could you help me? He says, oh, one second. I'll see. I have to see. Let me see what's the problem and maybe I can help you. Then there's another friend where he calls you up. Bro, I have a problem. Could you help me? He says, you know I'm there for you. I will help you with any issue that you want. Which one's greater? Second. Obviously, you know why? Because what's the difference between the first and the second? The first one is not crazy in love with you. Because the person that's crazy in love, the person that's crazy in love, he doesn't care what the problem is. I don't care what it is. You need my help. I will bend backwards. Even if I can't help you, I will still help you. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? How many people, when they were engaged, if you get engaged, you see, that you'll literally bend backwards for your fiancé like there's no tomorrow. She can give you a text or call, honey, I'm not feeling well. I need a slurpee from seven. I don't know what. She needs a, a bottle of Coke. Three o'clock in the morning. She needs a bottle of Coke. Whatever it is, I got you. The guy thinks. He gets it. He goes. Why? Because he's so crazy in love that he's really not even thinking properly. Think he just pull up and say, listen, you need the Coke now? Come on, just scream. Here's some water in your house. You need a Coke now? Come on. You can really just do that. But he's crazy in love with this girl. He's so in love 
that he doesn't even think properly, and he's ready to go beyond. He's ready to bend back. There's no problem. Listen, what happens after marriage is something else. You know, after you got married, you like, you like, yeah, you like, you know, I need a coach. Get out of here. Go get a coach. Go get your own coach. What do you mean? I thought we were engaged. You used to hold the door. You used to hold the door for me. You were such a gentleman. You used to, you used to take care of me. I was going three o'clock. You'd get me the coach. What happened now? You, you, you get my point? You know, my point is trying to spring that. When people are crazy in love, they just don't think. And they say, you know what? The heck with it. What do you want? Whatever you want. I got you. I got you. I got you. Your friend calls you up. He needs a favor. Oh, uh, can you help? It depends what it is. It depends what I'm saying. It depends what it is. No, it doesn't depend what it is. Your friend calls you up. I need help. Okay. I got you. That's it. No, no question. This. Now what do you need? First thing, I, I, I'll help you. Of course I'm going to help you. Now, what do you need? You understand, what you understand the difference between the two friends? What's the difference? Because a person that's crazy in love with someone doesn't care what it is to get help for this person. What he's saying in his mind, he's saying is, I don't care what I have to do. I'll help you, no problem. I don't care. Now, what do you need? There's a big difference between the two. And that's exactly what Hashem was doing. Hashem was saying, which nation is going to be crazy in love with me? You, first nation. What is it? You're, you're already out. You're already out. You're already out. What is it? That's what you ask me. What is it saying in the Torah? So I'm just talking to you because I'm just being nice. I don't want to just shut the door on you. So I'll just say it says like this. But you're already, they were already out from the first question they asked. You're telling me what is it? That's what you ask. What is it? God is coming you with a gift. I'm giving you a gift. God is saying, I have the best gift. One of the Chedak and Uzzah say, do you know how many thousands of years the Torah was even before the creation of the world? You know, the Torah was created even before Gan Eden, even before Gehenam, even before everything. It was created. Hashem gave it many years later. Many, many years later. What the, what the gosh, everybody says, everybody knows this. So it was created before, before, before the world was even created. And Hashem looked in the Torah, and then He created the world. So the Torah was written. And now God's going around saying, I have a gift. You have a gift? Right, what is the gift? Before we take what is it? What is, what is it? Hashem is talking to you. You, you, you have a, a thought process to even think maybe it's a bad gift? You're right. What is it? Yes, what is it? You're out. When it came to the Jewish people, they were so crazy in love that all they said, yeah, no, we'll take it. We'll do everything. It says. Yeah, we'll, we'll do everything it says in it. Oh, by the way, what is it saying? It? We'll do everything. Why? Because they were sick in love. And that's what we have to feel towards Hashem. You know, I was reading today. You ever hear of Aaron Kamonovich? Aaron Kamonovich was from the Mir Yeshiva. Now, if you read about him, you will see a man of greatness. They just came out with a book with him, a safe about Avram Kamonovich in English. It's so good. What happened was, he was very close to Avet Hayim. Very close to Avet Hayim. And it's in the story over there, how the Avet Hayim was one time staying by Avram Kamonovich's house. And his son writes that I was seven years old. Right? I was seven years old. Coming over to his son's writing this. I was seven years old and I could testify that I saw the Hafez Chaim when he was in my house. Before he went to bed, I actually took my ear and listened inside what he was talking. 
in his room. What was he talking? You know, you know, you know what he wrote? He wrote. He was talking to Hashem like a person speaks to his like best friend, like like, like everything and anything. He just talked to Hashem, talked to Hashem, just talking to Hashem, just talking. Hashem, you know, we did this uh, and we did this. I hope that it was right over there. And this, and that. whatever it was, whatever he was saying. But he was talking to Hashem like a real conversation. It wasn't just the Amidah. It's not just the Amidah. We talk to God. We talk to God 24-7, any single time you want, you need, he's right there. And guess what? And guess what? He was so in love, Chavet Chaim was so in love with Hashem, that he couldn't stop talking to him. He couldn't stop talking to him. He couldn't stop talking to him. He said, Hashem, this, that, that, that. Before he went to sleep, he had a whole conversation. Because his love was beyond his body, body needs. It was just beyond. And guess what? How does a person achieve that? How does a person achieve that greatness? That you, 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 you're, you're sickly in love with someone that you, 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 you can't, and, and you're ready to go wild over that. Oh, anybody tell me? Maybe tell me. I'm asking. I, I don't know. How do you feel in love with How could you feel in love with Hashem? How, how do you Love God, like for, how? Well, what should I do? So what should I do? How do I get to the level of sickly in love with Hashem? How? You can tell me. No. 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 Torah. Okay. I hear that. The Avdad the more you learn, I hear that. By the way, I want I want I want to tell you two answers. I'll answer that, and I'm going to tell you another answer. First, I'll start with the Torah. You know, it says when you're praying, you're talking to Hashem. And when you're learning, Hashem's talking to you. You ever hear that line? Because what the words of the Torah is, it's Hashem. Right there, you're learning Hashem. You're putting Hashem in your body, in your being. Hashem is the, the word of the Torah. You become so much in love with Hashem by just learning the Torah. More and more and more and more, you get connected. Yes, that's very, very important. And that's a great way. I'm going to tell you another trick. One, one more other trick. You ready? And that is, if you think in your life, just think what favors God did for you from the day you were born till today, you really contemplate. I'm not talking about, no, but I really did it. And da, 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 da. I'm talking about real, real. He gave you breath, He gave you a live. All these years, the fact that you're alive, it's the coolest thing. Did you ever feel your fingers? Did you ever close your eyes? Isn't it cool? You breathe. Wow. It's, it's like a cool thing to just to be alive. Forget everything. I know people, they tell me, I have stress, I have this, I have that. Forget everything for a second. Right? Isn't it just fun to be alive? It's fun. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's like, it's like, I'm alive. Hello. I can move. Hello. I can see, you know. I can move my head. I, oh, I can put my uh, shirt. I can put my name. Wow, it's crazy. God gave you that gift. Don't you own your whole entire life just for that? Don't you, don't, you, don't you realize all the gifts that he gives you every single day? Every single day. You know, every single day you make brachot. Every day. You know, we get, Hashem, thank you that I can see. Thank you that I can move my back. Right? Thank you that I can get dressed. What do you mean? Just say it one time. Why don't you say it every day? What I'm just saying every single day, I wake up in the morning, I have to say, thank you, Hashem, for my clothes. That you clothe the naked. What am I saying? I'll say it one time. Hashem, thank you, Hashem, for clothing the naked. I'll say it one time. The answer is because Hashem is doing it to you every single day. 
one day tomorrow morning, Hashem decides in Shammai, I don't want to give you clothes to wear. What do you mean? How, what do you mean? How about, come on, you know, many, you know how many clothes I have in my closet? What do you mean, tomorrow I'm not going to be able to wear my clothes? Yeah, guess what? Imagine Hashem, because every day Hashem giving you clothes to wear. What do you mean, Rabbi? Come on, I have so many clothes again. You know what happened? One time we went to Abed Chaim, and one guy was so wealthy, and he came to Abed and said, Abed Chaim, I want you to answer me this question. So what's the question? He says, I am so wealthy. And you think of something control, and I believe you. And I believe you. But this question has been bothering me. And I said, you said that you could take the money away in two seconds, and then... So do you know how many businesses I have? I have businesses around the world. If one thing goes down, I have in America. If America goes down, I have in, 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 in different places in, in Middle East. If the Middle East goes down, I have in... And he's naming every single place in the world where he has a factory, he has a company, and he has real estate, and he has everything that whatever you could think of that could go wrong, he'll always have a backup, they will always have money. And he was a very, 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 very wealthy, wealthy guy. He tells him, I don't want to question you, but just answer me. You're telling me tomorrow morning a person can wake up with nothing and it's been running his bank account. Tell me, how can that be? I have, I have banks all over the world. I have businesses all over the world. I have money distributed all over the world. Especially made him like this. You know, Hashem, sometimes he could take the person away from the money. You get what that means or not? You get what that means? He won't wake up. The mom boy guy won't wake up. And Hashem can take the person away from the money. You understand what we're saying here? So therefore, don't be a wise guy with Hashem. And, what's the matter, Mike? Don't be a wise guy with Hashem. And believe 100% that every single day and every single second, he is giving you constantly, constantly, constantly. And guess what? That's why every day when you wake up, you got to make another barakah. Oh, wow, I can see again. Oh, wow, I can get dressed again. Oh, wow, I can, I can breathe again. Oh, wow, I can do this again. Why? Because the other day, I said to that, you have, a, you have a, a guarantee tomorrow morning you're going to wake up. You have a guarantee. Everybody over here has a guarantee tomorrow morning you're going to wake up. Who said that? You said that. Because look, look, I'm like, what's the chance of not waking up? Everybody wakes up in the morning. Oh, yeah, you have once in a, once in a while, you know, uh, Guy dies in his sleep. Okay, but usually everybody wakes up in the morning. Guess what? The way we're supposed to think is that Hashem gave me life the next morning. Because guess what? What's the first thing that comes out of our mouth? That's the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Now, some people, they, they, they do, they scream, oh, honey, just leave me alone already, whatever it is. But other people, right? The first thing that comes out of your mouth is what? Thank you, God, that you gave me back to life. Why? I know. No, because it's not guaranteed. And therefore, when a person starts realizing in his life what God blessed him with, you know, you never hear that thing that, that people always uh, 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 look at the cup, you know, half full or half empty. You know what that is? It's negativity in the brain. You know what negativity in the brain is? To give you an example, I have a, I have a class on Torah anytime. It's called garlic in the head. So what does it mean garlic in the head? And it's such a beautiful thing because it's really garlic in the head. You ready? Like this. There was one time, a guy, he, uh, he was tasting some chocolate. And everything that he would taste would taste like, uh, like garlic. And, and he came home to his wife. He's eating chicken. He's tasting garlic. He says, honey, in the chicken you put so much garlic. No, I didn't put no garlic. 
He, he takes this, uh, it tastes like garlic. He's tasting ice cream, it tastes like garlic. He's like, what is this? So finally he's brushing his teeth that night, and he finds the garlic stuck in his tooth. He takes it out, and then he throws it out, and he starts eating it. Oh, everything's, uh, everything's normal now. The only reason why everything tasted so bad was because he had garlic stuck in his tooth. So it's the same thing in life, by the way. People have garlic stuck in their head. And everything they look at is always negative. Always negative. They always have a complaint. They always have something to say. And you know people like that. And I'm sure in your life, you know people like that. They, they took everything that looks such a blessing, they can make it into klala. Oh, man, who said? What are you talking? Everything is negative. You understand? She comes home to his wife. He's looking string beans, a vegetable, a chicken. And, uh, and she forgot. Uh, what did she forget? She forgot the salad. She forgot the salad. So, so instead of looking at his wife made a, a gorgeous uh, a meal with string beans and chicken, what does he tell his wife? Honey, you don't make salad? I don't say what's wrong with you. I don't say what's wrong with you. You don't make salad? What's wrong with you? Honey, I made the chicken. I made the string beans. You don't say, honey, wow, you know, you made the chicken. You made string beans. That's great. Oh, by the way, where's You don't do that. You go straight for the kill. You know, the kill. Yeah. Where's the salad? Because why? In his brain, he has a chip. It's called a negative chip that automatically he kills it. He always sees everything negative. Always. His business, he sees his business. He was, he was clocking in, let's say, 100 grand a year. Well, I'm giving an example, 200 grand a year. All of a sudden, he's clocking in for the last five years, 150. And he's bugging out. And there's that. Oh, look at the positive side. Look at the positive side. You, you, okay, you make 150 grand a year. What are you saying? Oh, ah, something. I'm losing fifty grand. He, he doesn't. He doesn't say. He doesn't say I'm making 150 grand. He says I'm losing fifty thousand a year. He tells his friends, "What are you doing? I'm losing fifty thousand dollars a year. My business is slow. I don't have no business. What do you mean you lose your business? You have 150. Great. You don't look at the. You don't look at the positive that you're getting 150. What are you looking? You look at the negative that I'm losing fifty grand a year because I was making two hundred. So I'm losing fifty thousand dollars a year. Hello. Look at the baracha that God gave you. I know people, they only have girls. They want boys. They only have girls. All right? They only have girls. That's they have. So, but at the end of the day, thank God for what you have. Thank Hashem for what you have there. And you know what? Go crazy about it. Make a party about it. Go wild about it. You know what Hashem gave me? Don't always look at the negative, the negative, the negative. You're knocking, you're knocking, you're knocking, you're knocking. People like that, by the way. A lot of people, people don't realize that just one taking out the garlic out of their brain, they'll live such a happy life. They'll live such a happy life. And guess what you can do? You, you test on yourself, by the way. You can test it on yourself. Think, am I thinking about the negative or do I look at the positive? If you look at the positive, by the way, you're training your life to be a happy life. Because it's not negative anymore. It's not negative anymore. At least I have this. At least I have that. You know, somebody once said, you know, you want, you want to be happy? Yeah. Says, okay, you want to really be happy? Okay, go look at the person that doesn't have what you have. And you'll be much happier. Oh, at least you'll be look. Oh, look at that guy. What do we say? You know what we say in What does that mean? Anybody know? What does it mean? Oh, hi. In the ground, go low. What does that mean? There's, there's two types of people. When you're when you're doing your spirituality, right? 
you always look to look at the other person to get better. Oh wow, this guy's doing amazing. But oh man, you know what? I wanna I wanna try to also also do what he's doing. He's going to shoot every single day. I wanna do the same thing. So you're always looking to strive more and more. So you're always looking at a guy who's doing more spiritual than you. Wow, he's doing this, wow, I wanna do that. He's doing this, wow, I wanna do that. You strive higher and higher. But then you have the guy who's Allah Adishi Taha. He's now he's doing mundane physical with your physical matters. Don't look at the guy that's doing better you better than you physically. If the guy's making more money than you, oh, look at that guy. He has this and he has that car and he has that house and he has this and he has that. Because that's going to just depress you. Oh, I wish I had that. 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 What do you do? You go to the other guy who doesn't have that. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I have this. He doesn't have that. I should Baruch Hashem, I have this. You know, you're thinking in your head, oh, Baruch Hashem, I have this. Okay, Baruch Hashem, I have that. You're always looking at the other person saying, oh, Baruch Hashem, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have. So you're never being depressed. You understand what I'm just saying? You know, you know what I'm saying or not? Clear? You automatically be happy. You automatically be happy. We're not talking, oh, look at the other guy. Look at us. Not trying to put somebody else down. Put yourself up. You're not going to go to that guy. Oh, by the way, I have more than you because you don't have what I have. No, you don't do that. But to make it to yourself in your own brain, and guess what? You always be happy and happy and happy. And guess what? And guess what? When you start recognizing that and you have a positive mindset in your brain, automatically, you look at the good that God gave you, and you say to yourself, I'm sickly in love with you. What do you want me to do? I'll do. I don't care what it is. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care if I have to jump from eight to the moon. I'll jump from eight to the moon. I don't care. I'll do it. How? I don't care how. That's not the point right now. The point is, I am ready to do everything for Hashem. And guess what? I'm going to conclude with this last point. Guess what? Torah is so important. Torah is so important that it says there was both a Rav Ben Label, a Rav Ben, a holy Rav Ben Label. And the one time he was at a meeting, a rabbi's meeting, and one rabbi got up and said the following: Torah is like oxygen, just like oxygen you can't breathe. So too, without Torah learning, you can't breathe. You can't live. That's what he said. So both bits, it's tough. Not true. Not true. So what do you mean, Rabbi? We're saying something beautiful. So that's like oxygen. Just like you can't breathe without oxygen, you can't live without oxygen. So to a person, he can't live what? He can live without the Torah. What's wrong with that? Because you're wrong. You know why? You're wrong. He said because oxygen makes a person alive. Correct? Oxygen is something that you need to keep living. He said, Torah is the actual life. It's not something where you need to keep living. It is life itself. It is the life. It's not something that I need to live. That is life. You understand, what I just, you understand that the greatness of what that line was? You understand? It's a beautiful line. He's saying it's oxygen. Oxygen is something to stay alive. No, it's life itself. If a person doesn't have life, he doesn't have life. Guess what? Papu's Ben Yehuda. You ever hear Papu's Ben Yehuda? And we end off with this last story. Amazing story. Before Rabbi Akiva is dying. Papu's Ben Yehuda gets up there. And, 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 and he tells Rabbi Akiva. He sees Rabbi Akiva and says to Rabbi Akiva, he says, what are you doing? And he says, he's gathering people and he's learning Torah with them. 
gathering people, learn Torah with them. Gathering people, learn Torah. He says, what are you doing? He says, what do you mean? I'm teaching Torah. He says, what are you understanding? You didn't hear the government, the Roman government? They said, anybody who learns Torah, anybody who says that shit, he's a, he's a, he's a goner and this and that gets killed? You didn't hear that? You know what he answers him? You know what he answers He does like this. So listen, imagine there's fish in the water. And imagine that the fish are running around in the water and there's a fox. The fox comes over to the fish. Fishy, fishy, little fishy, 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 fishy. Yeah. He says, come out. Come out. Why are you running? He says, what? why are we running? Because there's, there's, a, there's human beings. They're taking their nets. You know the nets? They're trapping us with the nets. Never we're running away from the nets. Do you know what he says? Come outside and I'll protect you. Come on the dry land and I'll protect you. He says, the, the fish tell the fox. They call you a smart guy. You don't look smart, the fox. Says, why? He says, because look at you. Look at you. Over here, we have life when we're in the water. If we leave the water, we're for sure going to die. At least over here, we, we're in the water. We have a chance to live. He tells Rabbi Kiva, says to Papu, he says the same thing over here. Torah is like fish in the water. That's how we live. That's how we live. It's like fish in the water. That's how we live. And therefore, what do you want us to do? Stop Torah? If we stop Torah, we automatically die. Because the Torah says, Kihem, we say every day, Papi. Kihem chayenu This is our life. And this is our longevity. So therefore, without Torah, we can't live anyway. So it's a, you want us to get out of learning Torah? It's like the fish going out of the, uh, on, 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 out of the water. We're for sure going to die. At least over here, as we're learning Torah, we can have a chance to get saved. And this is the great lesson we have to know. And guess what? He was so in love with Hashem, Rabbi Akiva, that it says the day that he died, the day that he died, the Romans, they started scraping his skin with, with what? With, 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 with metal hot things, scraping his skin off his body. You know how painful that is? You know how painful that is? And they tell Rabbi, they tell Rabbi, what are you doing? You say, Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael. What are you doing? 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 All my life. All my life. You know what he was doing every time he was saying, Shema? When he got up to the Avtah, it's Hashem, Love God. With all your heart. With all your... With all your with all your neshama, with all your soul. Even if they take away your soul, you have to love God. He says, you know what? Every time I was saying Shema, I always had kapana. I love you, Hashem, so much that even on the day of death and you will pull away the soul, I would still love you. Even if they have not, that's how sickly in love with you. And that's why Bikiva said, I trained myself so much to be sickly in love with God that the day of death with so much torture, I can't leave my thoughts of Hashem. He said, Shema, we have to remember, how do we love God so much? Of course, learning Torah. But another way is singing the good that He always gives. And don't say that He does. No, me, no. No, He gives everybody good. There's no question about it. You can see good in your life. Take away the garlic out of your brain and look at the positive that God gave. Every single blessing that you have. And you list and list and list and list and list. I told you the same time, I took my daughter once. She 
she's a six year old, she was six years old. We walked out on a Friday night. She said, Daddy, can we take a Shabbat walk? I said, Shabbat walk, I won't finish, I'm dead tired, I really don't want to walk, but I'll make a condition with you. We're going to walk from here until you stop saying thank you to Hashem. The second you say thank you, she's walking, she's like, thank you Hashem that I have eyes. Thank you Hashem that I have no. Thank you Hashem that I have this. Thank you Hashem that I have that. Thank you Hashem for this baracha. Thank you Hashem for this. Thank you Hashem for that. We walked maybe two full blocks. Maybe seven and a half minutes we're walking together. A six-year-old at the age of six saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for seven and a half minutes straight. Imagine a guy who's in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, in their 70s, in their 80s, in their 90s. It's crazy. Why am I saying The older you get, the more in love with God you have to be. Think about the Barachos. Think about the blessings that he gave you, every single thing. Oh, no, the one thing that goes wrong. Oh, yeah, but now when my back is hurting, Rabbi, I'm 90 years old and my back is hurting. I understand you. For 90, you're alive at 90? You know how many people died before 90? At least you're alive. Okay, I'm not going your back is hurting. I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it's very painful. But at least you're alive. And all your friends passed away much earlier than you. I understand you. Because why? Because the person, when he was young, he didn't train his brain. Because the whole time he's thinking negative, 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 negative. So the guy is 90. He's already, oh, he's already with like one cane, and he's complaining, oh, my knee, oh, my foot, oh, my head, oh, my eye, oh, my head, oh, my that, oh, my that. I'm going to save you. I'm 90 years old, and I'm still kicking. You're right, but I'm still kicking. I'm still alive. Think about the positive. Think about the positive. And guess what? The more older you get. The more in love with Hashem you are. I'm such I'm so in love with him. I love him. I love him. What are you doing? I love one guy in Shiva. Fuck around. I love you, Hashem random. Who thought he was nuts? Why are you nuts? He's a great small guy. He's a streamer. I love you, Hashem. I love you, Hashem. I love you, I love you. I love you. I love you. He gives me so much. He keeps on giving me. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. He keeps on giving me and giving me and giving me. Okay, once in a while there's a bumpy road here and there. Big deal! Big deal! For all the good that he's giving you for that little bump, you're gonna go crazy? Come on, grow up, grow up. Look at the good, look at the good, look at the good, and you'll see automatically when you come into that Shabbat office here and you're sitting there and you're getting the Matan Torah, says, Hashem, I'm sickly in love with you, do everything. And just like they said that day when they said, Nasem Nishma, you remember that day when you're hearing the Torah on Shabbat, when the Baal Kore is reading the Torah, think, just like they said Na'asev Nishmah, I will also say Na'asev Nishmah. I'm so in love with you, God, that whatever you want this year, I'm accepting upon myself. I'll bend backwards for you, Hashem. And that's the kavanah you have to have when the, when the Baal Quran is reading the Torah, especially when he's reading the Ten Commandments, and Hashem and and he's thinking, oh, what did they say do this day? They said Na'asev Nishmah because they were sickly in love with God. That's exactly where we're I'm going to be in love with you so much, Hashem, because I'm going to remember all the blessings that you gave me from the day I was born until now, and you keep on giving me and giving me and giving me. I will do anything for you. This year I'm accepting upon myself the Torah, and everything that's in it, I will keep.